to another episode of the Codex Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Sonny Kruger. And with me today, as usual, my co-hosts, Jamie Wojcik and Tim Morse. How's it going, everybody? How's it going, guys? Today, we got a great episode ahead of us. Naked men, big bugs, and a lot of violence will be in the story we'll be reviewing later today. XO Man and War, number one. And I can really tell by the pre-show what we were talking about. If you saw the pre-show, you'd know it's going to be an interesting conversation <laughs> when we review this book. I think you I figured out the title of this week's episode. XO what? No, just what Sonny said to open it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that oh, was yeah. perfect. Remember, write that down. Remember that. We need that for the beginning of the show. Okay. So the naked man, big bugs, and a lot of violence. Yeah. I think that was it. <laughs> yeah, but XO Man War, we will get to reviewing that later today, but... First, you know, we go over our comic book news. We have more of our works. And obviously, we're going to have to do Do You Know? And then our topic of the week was, what was your favorite romance in comics and why? That's because, obviously, go like this, Yeah, that too. What, 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 what was that? It was an upside-down heart. It was an is, that how you, is that how you read Exo Manowar? That, that, yes, exactly. Upside-down. Anyways, comic <laughs> news, ladies and gentlemen. And comic news. Start <laughs> us off. Okay, so uh, if anybody uh, was not busy on Sunday, then you missed it. But if you were busy on Sunday watching the bowl that we cannot name that is super, uh, you may have seen a neat little minute and 22 second DC trailer. And uh, it was pretty awesome. Pretty good. Uh, This summer, the world needs heroes. And that is exactly correct as far as DC Comics is concerned. So, uh, Takes right off the bat, uh, seeing Black Adam, uh, Dwayne Johnson actually in costume, looked amazing. That looked wonderful. Uh, Hawkman and Dr. Fate were my big takeaways from the trailer. Those were the two characters that I wanted to see the most. Uh, Hearing Michael Keaton, you know, which what we had heard before in the Flash trailer. Uh, But seeing uh, little snippets and bits and pieces of new things looked absolutely wonderful, looked amazing, got me really excited and pumped. And I love the fact that even though the Batman is separate from the DCEU, they were pushing it right along with everything else. So that speculation on my part, I wonder if it will somehow end up being connected eventually. But either way, I love the trailer. It looked awesome. It looked amazing. I'm very excited for this summer for DC Comics. Amy, how about you? Oh, me, I'm I'm more than excited. Like Tim alluded to with seeing Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. That's the first time I'm actually like excited. This like this is the first time I'm gonna say, hey, I'm gonna go see a Dwayne Johnson movie. Like, yay. Um, besides the rundown. That was the only other one I think I saw in theater. I, I, I saw it in the theater too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. seeing Hawkman, I have one little quip with Hawkman. I think he looks awesome. I think they overdid it with the like the gold in the suit. I could see that. Like, I, see that. I just feel like he was like, you'd need sunglasses in order to watch him when he's on screen. Um, but no one's talking about Adam Smasher. Dude, Why? seeing yeah. him run down the middle of the street, that was amazing. Like, everybody's like, oh, don't get me wrong. Uh, was it Pierce Brosnan as uh, Dr. Fate and yeah. Hawkman were great. As soon as I seen Adam Smasher and he's just chugging, it's like everything's knocking down around him. I'm like, that's cool. Well, you know it's going to be a great scene. You know it's going to yeah. be like a big part of the movie, yeah. 
right that's gonna happen yeah for the regular moviegoer that maybe isn't so versed in comic books they wouldn't know who that is right oh yeah but obviously we are i mean at least i am um but but if (laughs) anyone wants to go look up adam smasher big part with jsa oh my god it's just it's amazing go check it out um but along with the flash seeing the new flash suit which was i think it was awesome i like his little like visor thingies yeah go over like those are cool um and then with the batman like they are pushing it really hard and my thought process is now that uh we kind of are getting a flashpoint Mm -hmm. technically you can re-kickstart the dcu so why not change and figure out those pieces that you're doing so batman might be that piece that's getting changed same thing with superman we might see that within the whole shazam and black adam very true shazam three or the fury of the gods yeah um which is two because they're titled for three so we could get those two new characters in and the rest of the dcu stay the same but we got flashpoint now which is a main re-arc to the whole series Mm mm-hmm so for a second, I thought you almost said Kazam three. I was gonna say, please don't tell me there's gonna be any more Kazam. Oh, come we on, need man. to see Shaq steal, or it's not a true yeah. DC extended universe. Hey, hey, maybe Flash will run into him and see him. <laughs> yeah, never know, man. They're all different timelines, and one's gonna have to steal. Oh my god! I mean, if if Marvel can do it, I'm pretty sure DC could be like, hey, Shaq, can you suit up one more time? He'd be like, yeah, sure, absolutely, yeah. let's do it. Show me the money, like, <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited for it, as you can tell by this figure I have of Dr. Fate. <laughs> that was the one I got in the Christmas mail call, and I opened yep. it probably like later that day. I couldn't nice. contain myself couldn't anymore. Wait anymore. Yeah, I couldn't wait. I'm like, okay, he's been in the package enough. Take him out. But yeah, I'm really excited for it. Like I said, Pierce Brosman is Dr. Fate. I'm really excited for it. may look good. I know. I understand your point, Jamie. Like it seems like very uh, gold and shiny. Maybe... That might be a part when they may let's say they're talking. They oh we have Hawkman. It might be talking about his past. Yeah, I mean he's had so many different ones. Regular. Yeah, you, it could be in a, like alluded to like hey this is when he first started and like back in the Egyptian time where they gave him like everybody gold that was like a higher god. Yeah, yeah that's well, what so I was thinking it's like with Doctor Fate and Hawkman. I mean they transition from body to body. You know so. Can we just talk real fast about Pierce Brosnan's mustache and that? That was beautiful. It was amazing. I'm just saying. Maybe one day when this all grows gray, I'll have a, a mustache like that. I can't. It won't work for me. I can't grow it. <laughs> hey, it'll be in the future, so there'll be plenty of new technology, things like that. Hey, take take this pill, and you'll have a mustache by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm willing to gamble about that, but also something to do with gambling. I've heard there's some new cards coming out, Sonny. Yes, uh, so the X-Men cards, if, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with it, but 30 years ago, in 1992, uh, Marvel released some cards, and they were from the X-Men, and Jim Lee was the artist on all these cards, and now on the 30th anniversary, on, um, excuse me, on July 5th, they'll be releasing the complete set of Jim Lee's X-Men cards. It will be 105 cards, and they're going to include some bonus cards as well. Now, I had some of those cards as a kid. Well, I still have them. In a book, maybe I'll have to dig in the vault to get some out, but I had a lot of cards. I said X-Men, of course, uh, you know, DC, Marvel, even some other ones like Spawn. Spawn cards, I remember, were very big and long. Oh, yeah. They were in the book. Yeah. McFarlane was trying to, you know, revolutionize everything at that time. And people were just mad because they couldn't fit them inside their books. (laughs) Yeah, so. (laughs) What am I going to do with this? Awkwardly stick out, yeah, but I still had them in there. But 
yeah, so I did this on the X Men. So now with this, when they're releasing all 105 in a pack, I haven't gotten cards in a very long time. But I mean, I'm very, very tempted about this, especially when I was looking at some of the ones they have. Did they say how much it's going to be? I was looking at Amazon. It's somewhere in the 20s. I think somewhere around $23. Oh, yeah. That's I'm, great. I'm them. So it is a great price. Yeah, I'm buying, I'll buy the 105 for that. Yeah, so that I'm excited about. I think it looks really cool. And yeah, you know, the artwork of Jim Lee is amazing. Even I saw something about it, an essay he had written in 1993 about it. And he said he was mm-hmm. just so happy, just because he's just such a fan of X Men. And then, you know, they're like, you know, and now like, you run do DC. this with the cards. <laughs> but yeah, so DC does count it as something. DC, give it to them with their, their. But they did say back in 93 that when they asked him, hey, can you do all these cards? He was so busy with everything everything he was working on. But he's like, oh, without a doubt, I'll do it. You still got me. <laughs> yeah. I've um, got the set uh, sitting over here on my bookshelf. I've got the full set plus holograms and the Danger Room uh, nine card piece that goes with that. It's ooh. a beautiful set. And I got it uh, right before uh, cards skyrocketed on eBay. I think I paid $30 for the whole thing uh, and very happy with it. So I'm anxious to see what uh, the new set's going to look like in physical form, not just uh, the previews and stuff like that, because I want to see the difference between the card stock that they use, how the holograms look and all that stuff versus what came out in the 90s. So, yeah, for for the price tag of under $25, you better believe I'll be doing the same thing you guys are and getting the whole set. So, it's yeah, I'm excited about it. Very excited. Yeah, Beckett will be uh, like kids again. Did you you get this card? (laughs) We'd be jumping on the stream right now being like, hey, I'll trade you the Cyclops one. Live stream. (laughs) I hate Cyclops. Can I I get that Gambit? (laughs) I only got one Gambit. I'll give you Lex Luthor in a wheelchair for that Cyclops. Sonny's already oh, playing the Wolverine and Magneto. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Aww. How about a Toy Story card? <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of Toy Stories, a couple of Lion King cards. I, I had a lot of cards. Sorry, uh, I, cards, and I haven't got. So, them I can see Sonny looking at me, and be like, "I'll trade you this Jared Leto album for it." <laughs> Done. Yeah, uh, Tim, take it. No, <laughs> it's yours. But Jamie, That's- there is a character in that card set that. Uh, you're going to be talking about here in a second no yes no um (laughs) (laughs) whoever do you mean Uh, no but that we did have uh a instagram photo of ryan reynolds in the deadpool costume with the costume designer and i did look it up i forgot her name obviously because i have to look at all these show notes um but i did research a little bit she is the costume designer for dr strange too and and I asked you about that if she yeah. had been on any previous Deadpool movies before, and you said no. I said I didn't see anything about it exactly as far as no. Deadpool uh, yeah. movies go. So, I mean, guys, this like leading into the Doctor Strange movie, like there's so much rumored, there's so much going on, and the Super we'll get into it later, but the Super Bowl commercial we got opened a lot of eyes, I think, into what they're doing now. Um, so that's why I kind of made that joke with the whole DC thing. Like, oh, they could just flashpoint it and bring back the old <laughs> and the new, you know, that's why. Um, but no, if he is part of it, that's, I think that could be his window in like the multiverse just forgot about Deadpool here, you know, like 
<laughs> we could literally. He's got have that. the time stone, and he's just going all over the oh, place. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, the funny thing is, is everyone seems to forget that at the end of Deadpool two, he has the time traveling wristband. Yeah, that it keeps hitting. Yeah. So like, Come on, at least give him a cameo. Come on. No, he, <laughs> you know we don't. I, 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 I just want my Deadpool movie with whoever the new Logan's gonna be. We're not getting them with Hugh Jackman. It sucks. I, I heard uh, Daniel Radcliffe was actually in the running. For... I've heard about that since Logan. Really? You know who my favorite one that they've rumored so far is? Is uh, Scott Eastwood. Is that the guy? No, that's Clint, e- Clint Eastwood's son. Yeah. Yes. I've heard a campaign for the guy from Letterkenny being yeah. Logan, too. So. And I, I like the memes with him. It'd be like, hey, hey man, bub. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dial that down about 10% there, Squirrely Dan. Yeah. <laughs> So, but no, I mean, I'm excited. I hope so. What do you guys think? I mean, Deadpool, it, this being Deadpool's way in, let's just say, you think it's a good way to go about it? Or do you feel like there should be another way he enters the MCU? I think it might be like a cameo if if he is in there. Because, you know, obviously workers, you know, it's not like she can't work on the Deadpool. It's not like she couldn't have been hired for Deadpool 3. But <laughs> it would be awesome if it is for the Doctor Strange movie and, if it is, I don't think he's going to have a huge part in the movie or they get a lot more than the trailer, but at least the cameo would be awesome. Even if you know they accidentally look in on Deadpool and who knows what he's doing or what he's saying, but anything Deadpool is pretty much awesome and you're going to win people over with any Deadpool appearance. What about you, Tim? Well, we already know that Professor X is in Doctor Strange too. We already know that. Uh, I even saw somebody do a super deep dive into that one scene of the got people sitting in the chairs, and somebody had done like color saturation or something, and you could just kind of sort of make out a four right here. So, Mister Fantastic, but they're saying it's the original actor from the. Uh, but what about Deadpool? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tim. Tim, but, uh, we're talking, yeah, we're talking no, about I, I know. I'm, I'm getting to that. But, but, but the thing Gotta is, give you a hard time, man. With 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 Professor X being at this in the point, movie, it's like, Sonny, you want to take over your trailer in the next two <laughs> segments here? With Professor X being in the movie, uh, it all but solidifies Deadpool coming in at one point or another. If he's in Doctor Strange two for more than two minutes, I think it'll put too much chaos into the film. And there's enough of that going on as it is. And I, I don't think that Deadpool will fit in there, but bringing him in on screen in an MCU movie. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, maybe we'll switch it up a bit before we talk about uh, certain twins. I think we should just go straight to the, the twin basil trailer yeah we're gonna we'll switch it up since we're on the doctor strange in the multiverse of madness let's talk about this thanks trailer. for messing up our show tim <laughs> it happens tim causing all this tim causing all this madness here today yeah. but yeah there was yeah the trailer for doctor strange uh in the multiverse of madness i mean yeah a lot of madness and like you were saying uh tim with we hear we heard patrick stewart they didn't exactly show specifically but you know most are saying that's him you know Xavier. it's him. <laughs> I'm saying that they could do it different ways. I'm wondering, like I said, it could be him. It could be somebody else, but so many people would be so disappointed if they had Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart play somebody else. So I think it will be Xavier. But like how? How it's going to be him? I think one interesting thing would be is if they had the him alongside the, the Shi'ar Empire. We haven't had them yet. And they dealt with huge cosmic events. And Doctor Strange is obviously everything is messed up now. 
So that would seem like it would be a good time for the Shi'ar Empire to get involved, to say, hey, you know, you did this, you messed up, and Xavier is with them. So I think that'd be really cool, especially if we saw Lalandra, Gladiator. For those of you who don't know Gladiator, he's basically Superman Gladiator. with a mohawk. Yeah. And, and about like a purple grayish face. But basically, right. yeah, that kind of Superman. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it'd be really cool. We saw a lot of things. We saw villains. We saw a lot that it's it's going to be a star-stunned movie, you know. It's good. Like we saw Captain Marvel in there. We were seeing quite a few of the heroes. Well, that's the, that's the problem. The Captain Marvel scene, they slowed it down, and it's not Captain Marvel. Who do you think it is? I think it's if you look at look at the stills after we get off this episode. Um, it's Tom Cruise as Iron Man. You think so? Believe it's Tom Cruise. It's it's Tom yeah. Cruise as Tony Stark. Where he's the uh. I forgot what version of uh, Iron Man like, he is. Yeah, like Almighty. But Stark, yeah, the, it's like the Almighty Stark or whatever. But he's got like oh, the Supreme Iron Man, where he's got like the Supreme. just the little headband, where he's got the stone oh, in it. Oh, interesting. And he's got the suit, but he he basically is like the one that took over his universe. So I, I we will it, see. Yeah. They slowed it down, and you actually see like the full mustache and him like kind of cocked back, and I'm like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> well, yes, because yeah, I haven't seen any of the Because I thought I, I thought the same trailer, thing. Like, I watched a trailer, I was like, oh cool, Captain Marvel's back. And then like someone went, No, that's not because the suit's gray. And I was like, What? And I'm looking at the stills and the suit's gray. It's just power around them. Well, that makes sense with the Ultron bots too, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as far as the Patrick Stewart voice going on, like it I don't want to say this and sound rude. By any means, which I, I'm gonna do. I'm a saving later for the review. Um, <laughs> <laughs> save all the rudeness for there. Um, but no, with that, the amount of times they've messed with us in trailers now, who's to say that's just not a voice from him in the past? You know what I mean? Like just throwing it in there, like just the like a sound bite. To right be honest with you, I don't think I remember him saying anything similar to that in any of the movies before. Like, like just just a quick thought. They're putting them together is what I'm saying. Like, they could have took a soundbite from him just to throw in it to be like, hey, we got mutants now. And everyone like, yes, the X-Men, finally. And then just kind of rip that rug out from underneath you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then maybe see a cameo of whoever. Because the, the list goes on for who is part of this. Um, I've oh, heard yeah. so many rumors like and rumors, speculations yeah. that it's like the Illuminati at that part. And yeah, it's uh, John Krasinski's coming back as, or coming in yeah. as, uh, what do you call it? Reed Richards. Yeah. But then also I'm reading that because he was supposed to be Captain America originally, which no one know, really knows. He actually auditioned for Captain America, was about to get it, but then Chris Evans came back and was like, da, 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 da. and <laughs> Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm out. Um, like they were talking about him being the Captain America, the Tom Cruise's Tony Stark. Interesting. Interesting. So many theories. Yeah. Like, and this is the thing, like, I don't, I, this is that whole thing again, where we have no way home syndrome and we're speculating on all these things. We're going to be talking about this until May. And I'm going to tell you right now, I hope none of it happens again. Like, I hope they just screw everybody over and we're like, you remember when we thought it was Tom Cruise? Ha, no. Gene Gray. <laughs> and like, it's actually Jared Leto. 
he's not even an mcu character it's like he's the lead singer from 30 seconds to mars and he's just on fire singing yes um maybe the best yeah i like that like the gift sonny sent me in our chat the other day um but no it, it I, I just think it it just i feel like they should just leave it alone now let us settle until about a couple weeks before the movie no more trailers well see like like a lot of people uh were very very invested in no way home and dr strange too even though we knew it was the multiverse of madness kind of flew under the radar uh because spider-man took over everything i mean in late november through december it was the only thing everybody talked about spider-man yeah because Uh, you know dr strange is gonna be the next big thing well yeah but dr strange had those massive reshoots and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and it's sam Raimi, guys right it's gonna be okay but uh yeah i'm i've heard peggy carter's gonna be in this uh the captain britain i heard denzel washington's coming back as an old black panther well, that would be interesting too. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen, but that would be interesting. Like that's what I'm saying, though. Like that's one of the rumors that is out there. There's it's just like, so much that we can talk the, about as far it's as like this goes. At, the, at this point, we got what do you call it? Rogue coming back and you know not being good at all. So I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then too, we didn't even mention all the stuff we see with Scarlet Witch that she has a huge part. Yes. In the sex before we saw it. But now we see she has a huge part, and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with her. And I like the fact that they tied in WandaVision into it, too. Yes. She literally talks about, like, oh, Vision, when he was still around, thought this. Yeah. But then after he died, blah, 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 you know. Well, when it, she said, when you mess around with the multiverse, you're praised as a hero. If but I when do I it, do it, I'm a villain. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. That's interesting. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, yeah, I think a lot we're going to see. And it, it may even seem like that Scarlet, which may start to turn, you know, she's a character who's had a good moment. She's had some bad moments where she's no more turn mean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, oh, what if this is the twist? I just had a great idea, guys. She says that before. Even the no, 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 no. I just had an amazing process in my mind happen. It, it was like a, my, my head hurt with pictures. Um, So I had an idea. So what if instead of no more mutants, she's the one that says, let all the mutants like enter like what if she's the no, one that's the like opposite. all the mutants and like be she meets them and she lets them all in and there you go you got your x-men and you got your uh oh that was another part of it was the oh my god what are they uh black bolt oh the oh, inhumans yeah thank you i couldn't think of it for a minute there that he's supposed to be on that board standing there with i guess uh patrick stewart that was another rumor like what you can say <laughs> all these rumors all these characters this movie needs to be five hours at this point it might as well be or at least it'd still be great yeah with everything or going at least on. a six-part movie like maybe right. like a lord of the rings like here's the first three-hour cut yeah the irishman was three and a half hours so dr strange can be three and a half hours and i'd be more than fine with dr strange being very very long because it, look, it looks like it's gonna be exciting the whole week yes no pee breaks ever I know. I may have, if I have to see the theater, I may be like, I mean, bringing this, it's going to be empty. If no, I, I bring the it. Theater, it may be full. <laughs> I mean, it may be full, but something else. Oh, <laughs> by the time I leave. Yeah. Look at so I don't have to miss any like, what's, that, what's that water falling? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just start sneezing. <laughs> no, I don't understand. 
Oh, it's they're coughing, times. scaring everybody. Do you know what else? A lot in the theater. Do you know what else turns into water though? My wonder twins. Twins? One of the wonder twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so not, not my life. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> the Wonder Twins uh, is going to be a new DCEU movie, and it is currently in the works on HBO Max. And the dude who worked on Black Adam, Adam Z- uh, Zatikiel, uh, is set to write and direct. So uh, this comes from the Hollywood Reporter. And uh, what they're doing is they've hired Adam Zatikiel, like I said, worked on the upcoming Black Adam, and he's going to write and direct an original live action feature for HBO Max based on these DC characters. Now, we all know the DC characters when they were introduced during uh, the Super Friends. Uh, for our younger happening. audience, the Super exactly. Friends was around like the 1970, like 1970s. Uh, the 80s, I believe. 78, you know? 79. Yeah, that too. Uh, but uh, that's when Tim was ago. about thirty. That, <laughs> yeah, that. Yes, I was just turning thirty in nineteen seventy-two. I yes. wasn't even born yet. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, Marty to. Bowen, uh, Wick Godfrey—they're uh, coming in, uh, and their credits include the Twilight Saga, Maze Runner, uh, The Fault in Our Stars, Love Simon, and other things too. They're coming in to produce and that's that's a that's a pretty impressive list even yeah, so basically they want us to cry yeah and laugh okay. and feel teenage angst and all all these emotions mixed in one when one person turns into a water bucket and the other turns into water can uh, the one that turns into water turn into tears though probably because it's a okay. shape of water yeah. but anyway all those movies will probably be crying a lot like yes mention all those ones yeah but uh as as far as uh anticipation for this like this wasn't even on my radar of movies that needed to be made uh before other things uh, yes it so, is so the wonder twins coming in is a surprise uh i'll check it out i'll check it out with my kids uh and uh maybe this will be something that they'll get into i hope they are a little more creative with the shape shifting with the twins um, but, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's, it's not something I'm eagerly anticipating, but it's not something I'm going to turn away from either. Jamie, How about you, Jamie? um, yeah, I'm hoping for it. Like the most exposure we had was the super friends mm-hmm. that we really haven't had much since. Um, and it's just, I think that unlike Tim's, uh, analysis over there, um, it is one of those things we do need because of the fact that it kind of broadens the HBO Max DC UEU. And you could do a lot of different things with it. You could have them enter different areas if they become a TV show. I mean, you're, Tim literally just sat there and said, well, it wasn't something that we needed. Did we really need a Penguin spinoff movie? Okay, Batman? we pretty much do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my point exactly, though. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we do need it. Like, it just broadens everyone's horizon. It gives everyone a it's something that gives everybody a chance to find new characters. We're not just dealing with something Batman for and somebody Superman. to connect with. Right yes. on. I totally get that. And I can appreciate that. And that's a whole new audience. Now you yep. got a whole new teenage audience that you could bring into this. You could bring the 30, the whatever age Tim is audience into it. Um, there's so much you can 82. Okay. So <laughs> 
<laughs> so you can bring all these different ranges in the people who've seen it when it first started, you know, with these characters to the people that don't even know they exist. I remember when color was invented and they created the Wonder Twins next. So, yeah. Yes, because you were blind at that point and couldn't see color. <laughs> the universe hadn't formed suns and Son- protons Sonny, and electrons yet. What do you think, buddy? I think yeah, so it was one of those ones that I was pretty surprised. I'm like, wait, the Wonder Twins. But then when I looked, then I started remembering, like, okay, they were, like you said, in Smallville. They've been around. Yeah. Like, okay. But like I said, Jamie, it does give you a chance to check out more different characters and the same ones over and over. Like I and like you said, Tim, I wouldn't have been like, man, we need a Wonder Twins movie. Right. But, if, I mean, you know, it'll be nice to check out. You know, I, I really like the movie Love, Simon. It has nothing to do with comic books or anything like that. All those movies basically have nothing to do with comics. So it'll be interesting to see. From like all well, they all have that teenage like teenage angst like we're gonna tear jerk yeah. or grab you by the heart strings kind of movies. yeah so that yeah. makes me think that this will be something like that like obviously you got superheroes but like a bit of the sad teenage stuff yeah they're always the movies that like someone's like dying and then they fall in love and then like right yeah Usually. with some kind of heartbreak yeah so yeah, yeah so it's, it's definitely one of those like now it's like oh she turned into water and someone stepped in the puddle now she's dead <laughs> like that's Basically, what, yeah yeah I feel like that's how it's going to be. Oh, it could be yeah, very interesting. So we haven't seen a trailer or anything to be like, oh, I'm so excited for it. Oh, this is going to be ridiculous. I haven't seen it. So we will keep everybody updated. And I'm sure, you know, there'll be a trailer sometime within the months. Have they said when it's going to come out or what a time period when they're looking at? Uh, um, I think next year. Start like, production? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Let me double check while you guys so that'd be, continue. I, I would think it'd be 2024 then. Probably the release. Yeah. Because I think Penguin is next year. This does not give a specific date as to when it's coming out, but just that uh, the the one guy, Andy uh, Zatikiel. Yeah, him too. Adam Zatikiel is already set to write and direct. So I would imagine take the year to write. Get everything set up, start production in 2023. Uh, movie comes out 2024. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, ballpark for, I yeah. think, all of us on that one when we think we're going to see it. There you go. But yeah, then, I well, mean, there's been another trailer well, on the movie that was mentioned. Jamie, take it away. Yeah. So we finally got another short trailer for uh, Moon Knight. And I am more excited for this because if you guys watched it, I think it was part of the Super Bowl ad before on there too. Yeah. Um, they had stills just like, which we didn't really talk about in the Doctor Strange trailer, but there was stills in the Doctor Strange trailer and the Moon Knight trailer on there. They are not showing in the trailers on like YouTube or anything else. Mm-hmm. It was a, a Super Bowl spot where they had different uh, stills encapsulated into it. But the Moon Knight trailer does look a little bit better. I had my problems with it. At the beginning, I still can't stand the fact that he somehow just has the thing transform over <laughs> him. Like, he's just encapsulated by it. That's dumb. Um, but I did like, they had Mr. Uh, Mr. Knight mm-hmm. with his suit on and everything. Yeah, yeah, cool. which I, I did love because that's Lemire, that's Bemis, that's uh, right now with McKay's run. Or McKay, Jay. He, he, we were just talking about this, Tim. What's his name? Um, Jay McKay. McKinnon? Uh, no. Right, I don't know. McKay. We're going to go with McKay. Um, <laughs> it'll come to me and we'll get yelled at later. It's cool. Well, is uh, he actually... 
Okay, and there we go. I think there's a little bit of problems, but I said the right name. Yeah, yeah. It it, it was him exactly. That's wonderful. I'm so exactly. glad is a part of this uh, program. It's absolutely amazing. Yes, ha- ha- having in this is been the perfect opportunity. But no, but it it definitely is good. We got a little bit more of uh, Sonny's favorite Ethan Hawke. Um, oh yes, in the episode which or in the trailer. But I was like, man, like. I thought like I I can't really picture him as a villain in this. Like it just bothers me with him being the villain. I don't know why. Like Jira Little I, can't I can play see everybody. That. Jira Little can't play everybody, Jamie. <laughs> I know. So he needs a couple Thank of different God. actors. Thank God he can't. The only time he was good was in American Psycho when he got killed. Um, <laughs> so I guess he Dallas Buyers Club. I refuse. Is he alive in that? Because if he's not, I'll watch it. Um, I would just say it's very interesting. Okay. It's so, a good movie. <laughs> back to, like, back to Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> I, I His think name that, is Rayon. In the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you call it? With Moon Knight, it's been, I don't know, it's been up and down for me. Uh, there's parts that I like. The stills, especially as Mr. Knight and kind of incorporating that. I really wanted to see uh, maybe a different villain, like maybe uh, what was it Bushmaster in there? Uh, yeah, Bushmaker or B- Bushmaster. Yeah, that guy, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> in there. Jeez, Tim, stop screwing me up here. Um, but no, he. Uh, it, it just you could use so many different villains, and I don't know why we picked Ethan Hawke as the main one. And that's I think that's what's bothering me more than anything because there's his dreams are more controlling than the voices in his head. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's like having medication and like the voices are going away. Like, but it just, it doesn't make sense as a Moon Knight show for me. I get a very, uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker vibe from the trailer, at least in some parts I do, uh, or, or the, a, a real heavy dose of the schizophrenia, that mm-hmm. uh specter has uh because i mean they called him stephen grant they called him specter they called him moon knight um uh, i think lockley was the only one they didn't say by name no. unless i missed that unless he's driving a taxi at some point we didn't see it like right oh and the only time they ever say his name mark is when uh when he uh, answers the phone marlene phone. calls him which i'm yeah. assuming is marlene being like oh my god you're you? alive yeah where have you been <laughs> yeah what do you but, think sonny I was trying to send you something very fast. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tim. I thought oh, I, uh, I, can, I can continue on. But make sure to check our messages on Facebook. You'll you'll see Jared Leto from uh, Dallas Buyers Club. I'm not watching it. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I think it looks good. And what these? You have you have to look at that. Like right now, <laughs> you have to look at that. I I, I am looking at it. I'm not watching it. I saw it. It looks like okay, ladies and gentlemen. For those audio listeners, Sonny just sent us a, uh, a photo of uh, whatever his name is, Morbius, um, Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club, and it looks like you remember the scene from the Gremlins when they try on makeup after midnight. This That's is why he's like. an Oscar winner, ladies and gentlemen. He did for that for that performance, he won. Yeah, did there he? you go. Yeah, for that he won Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> you need to, yeah, so. so, Sonny, what do you think about the Moon Knight trailer? There? Yeah, yeah, so back to Moon Knight. Okay, we move on from Chair Leto and Dallas Spiders Club to, to Moon Knight. 
uh, yes, he definitely both you guys points. And Jamie, stop thinking about your Leto. Come on. <laughs> Back to Moon Knight. Uh, think about him right now. It is, <laughs> you know, like I said, I, I think it could be interesting. And one thing I do like about the Disney Plus shows, but it's only six episodes, so they're not long to get through. It's not like, oh, this is 12 episodes, and then we're going to have 12 more, and 10 yeah. more, 10 more. And Was it like, slated so for six, or is it slated for nine? Because the only one that went more than six was WandaVision. Let me take a peek while you guys continue. Because yeah, I thought they were all six, so I, I was just assuming this one would be six. So. Right. If it is six, it'd be cool. I, like I said, it, it's just, I don't know. I got to watch it. I'm tired of seeing trailers for it. Now it's time to, to get to the show. Yeah, yeah, so March 30th is when it's okay. set to premiere. They're almost there. Got a little over a month. Right. And I, like I said, once we get there, I'll definitely check it out. You guys will have my full reaction to it when it happens. Six episodes. It's six episodes. Okay. Six. Yep. So, yeah, it, it's like, I don't know what to say. I'm a big Moon Knight fan. I just, I was a Moon Knight fan before being a Moon Knight fan was cool. Same here. No, you don't count. <laughs> I do count because I uh, suffered through the first volume of. Moon and then Night. you haven't liked the last three. I don't want to hear it. You're not a Moon Knight fan. <laughs> you know, what got me to Moon Knight was uh, how early when we were talking about those X Men cards. Yeah. My introduction to Moon Knight was a card. Was it? Yep, that was my introduction yeah. to Moon Knight. To that's Dark the one. Hawk. That's the what? one Tim doesn't have because he doesn't like it. Um, what? <laughs> he's like, I hate this card. Um, yeah. So yeah, that. I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited for it, but at the same time, I'm punching my brakes as a true Moon Knight fan. Gatekeeping Moon Knight fans. <laughs> yeah, Tim. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I only like what I like. God. Ladies We're gonna have to review welcome, Moon Knight sometime. Welcome to a new episode of Breaking the Code. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of things, I say that wraps up our comic book news, and now we can move on to our works. Jamie, I'll let you take away the, the big announcement for us. Everybody yes. at Codex. So everybody here at Codex, we have now changed our name officially. You can find us everywhere on social media and all podcasting platforms at the Codex station. All your episodes that you guys so much enjoy from breaking the code to the podcast itself to decoding panels and everything else you can find under the Codex station. So guys, beware, check it out. You know, we, we're loving everything you guys are throwing at us. The comments, the likes, the subscribes, which you guys can still click that, you know, subscribe button and maybe hit that notification bell every now and then. Um, but definitely like the videos. It really puts us out there. And that's what the algorithm tells us. So that's what we're going to do. Yay. There you go. Um, and we also updated the logo, too. Uh, we, like I said, we do have a new member of the team. I am just waiting for him to get his review out so we can actually introduce him and be like, hey, here he is. Um, which is going to be soon, hopefully. But I mean, I mean, what do you guys think so far? It's been pretty good the last what couple of days that we've had it out. As soon yeah. as you showed me that logo, I was super excited. I thought that was the coolest thing since uh, the word "cool." So yeah, yeah. But it is a great and you know how we were talking about it before, and Jamie, how we were discussing like you said, okay, now it's time. You know, before we were just the Codex podcast, yeah. and we just had the podcast, and then we added the current panels, and we had this. And like I said, now we have so many things that it makes sense to go to the Codex station. So that is yeah. everything. Like I said, the podcast, panels, breaking the code, mail call, all that jazz. So it makes sense, and we're moving in the right direction. We have a lot more out there. How do we forget to mention our 
our one shots in our boom Thursdays. We got a yeah. lot going on. Yeah, we You're have so, one... we have so much going on that we tend to forget how much we have going on. <laughs> it's literally scheduled for me on what's going on. I still can't remember what's going on. Your one stop <laughs> shop for all things Codex. Yes, and it's. Yeah. I think that I feel better saying it instead of it's just being the Codex podcast because if we said, "Hey, it's the Codex podcast." on every single platform that we do show wise, it kind of felt weird because mm-hmm. we just have the podcast, but now we've got something like breaking the code, but now we got something like one shots. It's like, yeah, no, we're Codex. But see on the Codex station, the podcast is still our flagship program. And yes, then we is. have everything else underneath that. Like you said, decoding panels, breaking the code, mail call, recommended one readings, one shots, uh, all Boom of Thursdays. Guys. Boom Thursdays. And and just like Jamie I, said, all you got to do is look up the Codex station and there we are. Yeah. And I'm just more and more realizing how much work I have in front of me. <laughs> like not, but now that we got the new person on, it's kind of taken a little bit off me, which is beautiful. Um, but it just helps me be creative because like I said, I think I said last week, it the most thing we've been doing, guys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Um, is pushing out as much content as we can for you. We wanted to be more creative with everything that we're doing, but the format we have is working. So we kept with it. Now that we got another person coming on that actually has more experience too as well, brings a lot to the table and takes off from me, takes off from Tim, takes off from Sonny a little bit. So we all have a little bit more of a creative freedom in our own right for our respective shows or what our ideas want to be going forward. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes with all three of us, with everything that we're doing. Yeah. And it just, it's nonstop. And I, I love it. I mean, like, I, I don't know if many people know this, I work full time <laughs> and then right after I'm done, I'm usually calling Tim being like, Hey, I'm editing this, but I got a couple ideas I want to pitch at you while I'm editing yeah. brainstorming. And then I'll call Sonny and be like, Sonny, this is my thoughts. What do you think? And as I'm talking to Sonny, I'm literally getting the next show started or scheduling another show for us to do. Like this Friday, I think we're doing a Boom Thursdays. And if you guys have seen this on Saturday, it would have been Friday yeah. or Sunday. Um, we're doing Yesterday. A boom, we're filming for Boom Thursdays and yep. two Breaking the Codes. Yep. So it's literally just nonstop scheduling, figuring out what times fit where now. And I can't say how much I love it because as much as it bothers me at night and I want to sleep and it's one o'clock in the morning, I'm doing one of these (laughs) calling Tim being like, you still awake? I need someone to keep me. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm sleeping right now. Yeah. And then, and then you get, you get Sonny and you're like, Sonny's online and he just liked my comment, but he won't answer his phone. (laughs) Working on things. Yeah. I'm busy. Uh, But it, it, it just comes with the territory and I can't, stressing up how much I love it because of the fact that now we're getting people responding left and right. You know, we're getting a lot of feedback. People are loving what we're doing and it doesn't matter to me if one person hates it, as long as one person loves it. Yeah, absolutely. And even going further into that with some of uh, the other stuff that we're working on, like with the breaking the code episodes that you're talking about, we're recording two on Friday or, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's yesterday. Uh, But some of the, uh, topics that we have uh to choose from and you'll find out what they are when they're released five iconic comic covers and again that's all uh, speculative that's suggestive you know what jamie likes what i like uh our variant covers too much right now uh are conventions really about comics 
to grade or not to grade or single issues versus trades. And, and there's a lot more than that uh, to choose from. So any one of those topics or ones that I haven't even mentioned could be ones that you guys could see in the coming weeks. Uh, on top of that, decoding panels, we're just about to finish up with the Punisher Circle of Blood story arc. Uh, and Thank then, God. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Dark Ages uh, number four coming your way, Dark Knights of Steel number two and number three. And number uh, four. Because we've been kind of behind. Yeah. And number four, Deceased is on its way. Mephisto versus uh, the worst X-Man ever. The Daredevil Born Again storyline. The Dark Phoenix saga. Guys, there's so much. And the much... Phoenix saga because we're adding that into it. Because yeah. we figure if we're going to do Dark Phoenix, we might as well do the Phoenix saga. There's so much coming your way. You guys have no idea what you're in store for. Yeah, I so you guys last episode of, uh, <laughs> so you guys last episode of Breaking the Code, too, that was... Uh, your top five movies that set the tone. Yeah. Five set the standard. Movies. Set the standard. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I made sure and, I watched it the other day. Yep. And uh, yeah, comic fans too critical. That's a very popular one. Right oh, now. that, that one, got that, a lot of responses. That one. That one uh, was one of my favorites because Tim doesn't understand what certain things mean. Uh, I'm yeah, about to get real critical here in a second. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we can be very critical. We can change anyone's costume. Just don't touch Spider-Man. There is a reason for that. If you guys watch the episode, you'll understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> He's wrong. Change Wolverine, but not Spider-Man. <laughs> Dude, it was like, okay, we're not getting this. No, yeah. not right now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we, we've got a lot coming for you guys, and it's well worth it every step of the way. So guys, as much as I want to say this, please keep hitting that like button. Keep Still keep supporting. We've got so much more in the works. That's not even including our Discord that we're coming out with for you guys that we're going to announce when the date is here shortly um and are we talking merch guys because i think we're talking merch here soon about merch we want codex undies yes no. <laughs> on the front seats, not the back seats. sunny you have to model those though if <laughs> oh if sure without a doubt you know yes, working you, on my we need hatchet, the hatchet and the visor <laughs> and just the undies <laughs> yes gotta show it out Stick the butt out a little more. <laughs> Show what I'm working with. Oh my god! And for being shirtless, we already know you can do it because you already had it with uh, a series about a series. <laughs> what are you doing with that? I just seen a bunch of you putting out blooper reels. Yeah, so I'm gonna be yeah working on a, a blooper reel for the, for the show. I mean, obviously, I did one for the Code X on Christmas of me messing up when I was doing my uh, promo to verse you, Jamie, but. You know, obviously the show, there was a lot of film, a lot of scenes filmed. So there was, there was a lot of mistakes and mishaps, but it was, it was such a great time. It was such a fun time. So I'm like, let me make a blooper reel. So I mess up the most. I mean, I hit the most scenes. So that's my excuse, <laughs> but it was a great time. I like the way I put it together and it will be released soon. I'm looking to release it. Well, if you're watching this on Twitch, it will be released in two days on Friday. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it was released this past Friday. Nice. And I will be yeah. checking it out. And we will also post the link oh, yeah. down below. So when Sonny, when you get that sent out, please give me the link and I will um, put it in our comments. I'll send it to you. Yeah. And then also now with some more time opening up and then I'm finishing some writing. I like to do my writing and stay more quiet about that and not really talk about it much in the show. But some more time is going to be opening up for me and I will be doing a recommended reading, my first recommended reading. And it will be on this book that I got in one of our early episodes of the Codex podcast. And that is the Fantastic Four, the Trial of Galactus. Yes. Ooh. That was my mail con, like, 
definitely one of the early. Yeah, that was, was that was like, him. yeah, that was when we started actually talking about doing it. No. Yep. No, you, you're right. This is before Tim. Wow. Yeah. So even too, I remember that there was that one. I'm like, uh, if you can guess it right, I will give you money. Yep. Yep. That, that, <laughs> yeah. And I was wrong. Yeah. So I did not have to give anybody any money. But now I'm going to do a recommended that's, that's reading. When, on that's it. when we're like, hey, comment down below what you think. And Sonny will give you five bucks that we had no fans <laughs> at the time. And wow. no one commented except for me. So <laughs> I kept my, kept my money. Yes. Please like, comment, subscribe. Make us popular. Yes. Make, a, <laughs> make, make it so that way I could just work and do this. Because this is something I would love to do every day. So we so. can get up at the crack of noon and. No, I'd probably still get up. I'm ready. Cracking noon's kind of early, Tim. Yeah. So, oh, so sorry. Early. Sorry. Jeez, you, you don't know the SK schedule yet. But... Jamie's first shift. I'll be second shift. Sonny, you take third. Sonny's part time. <laughs> <laughs> I take the, the night shift, the graveyard oh, shift. He works from. I'm wide awake. He works from 1 to one thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey guys, gentlemen, I'm done for the day. Can I get the, can I get the password for this? Done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's that more. Uh, I think we, I believe we did talk about that. Was that in the pre-show about the whole password thing? I think so. Yeah, probably yeah. at four a.m. in the morning. I, so, four a.m. in the morning, I messaged Tim about yeah. the password so that I could read Exo Man of War. And I just so happened to be up to see it. Uh, Sonny, you do this, and my phone went <laughs> bling, and my eye went. <laughs> Because that's how we work. Like literally, someone would get an idea, and I'm like, "Oh, what now?" And I look at it. Oh, that's okay. Cool. I'll talk to him in the morning. <laughs> if we get the the beer glasses, then we know we're good to go. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Sonny, I'm I'm more than happy to see that you're putting a blooper reel. I'm happy to see that was a two through four episode now. Episode two through four. Uh, working working on it. Yeah, working. But the on... blue the blooper will be from the first one. So, yes. To all the stuff you saw, but yeah, then I'm working on two through four. Sonny, let me ask you, when, when you write the scripts, do you outline like a full story or do you go episode by episode? So I write everything, uh, I guess, the story, regular. Yeah, book. Sonny, welcome to One Shots but with Codex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll let it be one and a half. But Fair enough. Yeah, so I, I have it Pretend. episode by episode, and then I just take the first one and go by episode by episode and adapt it into screenplay form. Gotcha. So first, like last time, like let me just do the first episode. Focus on getting a pilot done before I focus on getting many. And then I did the pilot was done, so now I'm like, okay, maybe I can try to do a few episodes since with actors and actresses. Maybe if they have one scene in like two episodes, to say, okay, you know what? Maybe today we'll nail both your episodes in one day. Fair enough. That's Fair enough. Do a couple this time. As long as you have them, get it done. Yeah, I understand. We're all busy. We all got things going on. So and as a follow up, I try to be a good director. Oh, As God, this is one and a half shots. Uh, what is your uh, exercise routine to get into shape for a series about a yes. series? Ooh, is it a, a lot, lot of cat phrases? Because I see a <laughs> lot of cat phrases. Ice cream. Ice cream every night. You know, make sure you have that ice cream. And when you watch UFC or wrestling. Oh, yeah, you got to get 98. You got to get on your exercise bike and yeah. you just watch it as you. I got mine, going I got mine somewhere over there. <laughs> And then don't forget when you're done on your exercise bike and you're like, okay, I did at least over 10 miles a night. Get yourself a nice ice cream. We are getting some inside information here, Jamie. You this need to write this down. This is how you get subscribers <laughs> right here. Yes. 
Save so, some for the rest there's of us. There's my diet. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if there's eating ice cream every shape. night got me in ear shape, I'd be fit. <sighs> I am obese. No. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, I'm more than happy for you. I'm proud of you, brother. Especially with oh, that yeah. and handling the podcast itself. And it's jumping always in the recommended readings. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that and sharing it with you guys. And I want to see how you do your recommended reading, to be honest with you, because that was just like, hey, why don't we do recommended readings uh, from our standpoint, which a lot of people don't know. We all have different views on what we see in comics, as you can mm-hmm. tell for the review today. Um, but we all have different ideas on how we perceive them. So it's easier for Sonny to read a comic from the 90s, say X-Men, Claremont, every narration panel you can find. It's easier for me to get the newer stuff, but I still like the old stuff. Mm. And then it's easier for Tim to pick Manowar. So, you know, everyone's got their own. This episode's going to go down in Codex history. <laughs> it's, it's never going to make air. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> this is going to be the episode where all of us just, like, quit and somebody's just, like, the only person on the screen because me and Tim just got mad. <laughs> but the last survivor, man, it's like. It's almost like I'm a man of war. There's there's the pauses and the breaks where we're supposed to be talking and Sonny's just nodding. Yep. Okay. okay and moving on. And I'm going to do next. some editing. Yeah. <laughs> Take from the old episodes and be like, oh, I really like Sonny's going to Sonny's gonna be te- messaging me at four in the morning. Hey, how do I download the episode? Because uh, <laughs> since you're not going to post it, I will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gentlemen, yeah. do, do you, you know? know? <gasps> Sonny beat you. Ha, ha. Oh. You lose automatically. Do you know this week? Just I'm like out. you don't lose your review. Yeah, um, I'm out. Have a going. So <laughs> I don't know, but just to let you guys know. All of my questions this week are pertaining to indie comics. I hope they're all way. valiant related. Um one and one is like half related. Interesting. Sam Kusain. Yes. Young Bloods. That's number three one. points right there. Ten out of ten, better than Manowar. Oh um, my god! So, guys, we all know Dark Horse has been around for a while, but do you know what year Dark Horse established itself as a comic company? Nineteen ninety-two. I'm gonna say uh, nineteen eighty-five. Ooh, Tim with the no points still at 1986. <laughs> oh, wow. Close, man. Ah, I was close. Oh, man, dude. I was so <laughs> happy, and I was it. like, yes. <laughs> oh, I love that feeling when Tim gets things wrong. Oh, my God. Sonny, take your, <laughs> do your question, please. Take all this excitement away from Jamie. Okay. I'll lose as long as I keep doing this. <sighs> you guys, you might get this one. You guys are big Moon Knight fans. Oh, I realized. Or so you claim to be. Now, do you know what year the first issue of Moon Knight came out? Um, not his first appearance, the first yeah, issue. Not his first, appearance, the first issue. His first issue. Mm, I'm going to say uh, 1983. Give me a minute. I'm going to go 87. 1980 is the answer. 1980. Oh, okay, Sorry, guys. So, no, I was That's close. 
Again, Tim, close, but no cigar. No, good thing I don't smoke cigars. But uh, one thing I do know is uh, the first title ever released by Valiant Comics. Do you know what that is? Exo Man of War. No, it's... Uh, it start, oh, my God. Mm, it starts with an M. Jamie, I'll be super surprised if you get this. Oh, my God, because... You've, you've used this question before. Oh, Marilyn Monroe issue number one. No, it's because I it's not Bloodshot. It's close, but it's not Bloodshot. Bloodshot was next. Man of War. Uh, uh, Magog. I don't know. Magog. Okay. Uh, no, Jamie, you're right that it starts with the letter M. So the first uh, Valiant comic to be released was Magnus there Robot Fighter and that came out in May of 1991. Yes. Uh, Solar Man of the Atom followed after that I believe in September or October of that year and then it continued on. With well, what was it called again? Magnus Robot Magnus, Fighter. Magnus, yeah. Magnus, Magnus. And he was one of three Magnus. that was bought by uh, Valiant uh, Jim Shooter uh, mm-hmm. when uh, he did uh when he took characters from gold key. So that was Magnus solar man of the atom and Turok dinosaur hunter. Yes. All right. Zero for Magnus. zero for zero. Magnus. I, I, Cause may, I got to remember that. Okay. So it's my turn, right? Yep. So yep. we all know that Jim shooter was part of this. Let's just say epic. Um, Journey. He wrote something on a napkin, um, became man of war. Um, but do we, you guys, or but do you know what was the first comic published or published actually by Jim Shooter? So I actually wrote. You can give me the title. I don't need a number. I just need the title. That Jim Shooter wrote? Yes. Uh, I can give you guys a hint if you guys want the hint. Do you need like an issue number or just the name? Just the name. I'm gonna say the Fantastic Four. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Spider Man. Okay, it was part of DC actually. Ooh, uh, it was an Adventure Comics. Okay, and I'm trying. I think it was 347 that he was part of. Um, I think that was the number. I just wanted you guys to get the actual name, so I didn't look up, okay. keep the number in there because <laughs> we always go. What issue number did <laughs> Spider Man cry? And uh, that would be issue number one, please. No, that is, that's be <laughs> one, two, three, four, 14, 15, 37, 72. He did not cry in issue number 89.7 because he wasn't in any panels. But in issue 90, he had a tear down his eye. He, he got a it's teardrop like, tattoo because he was a gangster <laughs> yes. in one of them. So, okay. <laughs> another one wrong we're doing great today guys oh my god right amazing zeros all the way through okay oh yeah so it's on to me so we were talking about those twins earlier the wonder twins and we know they're from the super friends but in comic book form what their first appearance was in super friends but do you know what issue number it was 27. Number one. 
Jamie, if you're minus 20, you would have got it right. It was seven. <laughs> yep. So, friends, number See seven. how I don't get all upset when it comes to the numbering game? Because I was always close somehow. And it was in the year 1977. Right on. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to take you guys out of the Bronze Age and take you to the era of the modern age of comics. Do you know what comic title is considered by many to signify the start of the modern age of comic books? Spawn. You say Spawn, Sonny? Uncanny X-Men. Okay, Uh, no. The answer is Watchmen. Watchmen is considered by many to start the era that we know now as the modern age. Uh, This was also known as the dark age of comics when there were more dark and gritty uh, stories like Batman Year One, The Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, obviously, and the rise of indie titles and things like that too. So yeah, Watchmen is considered by most to be the official start of the modern era of comic books. Dang it, and I have that book. You do, Sonny. It's right behind you. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. It's right over there. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah, so uh, goose eggs for everybody all around. Oh, we're, we're tying with Ooh, zero. We're going with a tie today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I still win then. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ten years to win, yeah. We all get zero. <laughs> okay. We don't have many bragging rights for it. No, we don't. I, I'd be still happy with it. I'd be like, I won. And, Yay. By how many? None. Um, Okay, so we all know that Valiant has changed hands countlessly already when it comes to owners. Do you know who is the current owner of Valiant Comics? Jim Shooter. Uh, It's uh, DEG Entertainment, I believe. I want to give you that point. Somewhere. I know because I was looking this up today and it's DEG or DGB or DBG or something like okay, that. Okay, so if you would have got it in one of those, I would have gave you the point. It's DMG Entertainment. God almighty. <laughs> I, was I, gave, I gave you six tracks. Here <laughs> <laughs> oh. goose egg for you, Tim. What is it? D what? DMG Entertainment. They were bought, they bought them in 2018 when they were just Valiant Comics. Sorry, Tim, you said seven different. I know, and, and it, it, references, I and you couldn't like get the end. five times today. Tim, <laughs> you've been close and multiple. You're 85, 86. Yep. Off by now one couple letters. letter. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we got to go back to what well, we got to talk about, what we're going to be reviewing mm-hmm. the XO Man of War. Let me know the main character is Arik. But do you know? How tall Arik is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> six. Six. Uh, yes, six six foot six. Yes, I'll go with Jamie on that. You're both one inch wrong. He's six. Ah! Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Off my inch. Yeah! <laughs> I should have done the so prices close. right. I'll go up by a dollar. You would have went down if that was the case. You would be like, it's six five. 
Oh my god. Okay. okay. All right. There's no chance, Sonny. We can snag this right here. Oh, yeah, we can. Yeah, we can both beat Tim. Jamie, Just... you were looking up the same information I was. So if you remember what you looked up today, you may be able to answer this question. <laughs> Wikipedia is a wonderful tool. <laughs> so, uh, which video game company purchased Valiant in 1994? Sega. No, uh, yeah, Sega Genesis. Nintendo. You are both uh, very wrong. It yes. is Acclaim Entertainment. And they oh, that's put what I out... meant to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, was, I was really close. There was a letter somewhere in there. They put out such wonderful titles as Exo Man of War and Iron Man uh, teaming up together. Uh, the Turok uh, Dinosaur Hunter video games. Ooh, I actually love that game. Exactly. The Shadow Man game that came out for PlayStation and Nintendo 64. Very popular games, very popular franchises. But uh, as we have seen many, many times before, a video game company does not know how to run a comic book company, and it failed miserably. And so. we failed, Ed, do you know this week? So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we all tied won. with the zeros. We all um, tied. But we all did good because we are all winners here today. Yeah. Until next week. Where Tim loses and just Sonny wins as usual. Participation <laughs> awards all wow. around, gentlemen. That's why so I you guess, lose. Uh, <laughs> the bad thing is we did horrible on our questions, but the good thing is we're all we did great on our guys. Questions. We're all well, winners, guys. Yeah, exactly. We all answered our own questions in our hearts. Yes. And Tim okay. said DG and insert letter I here was, seven times. It, I was if off by would, an inch. I was off said, by a year. Yeah. I was off by a letter. I could have had three points today. <laughs> Yeah, I could have had a point. I was very far off. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I wasn't even in the rear view. Sonny, you were closer I than think, you think. I think I was about 1,600 years off in another planet with a oh bunch of big God. bugs. Give or take. <laughs> and naked, running through trying to find some armor. I don't drink their juice. Need hard skin. <laughs> the hard that skins. was one of my problems. <laughs> hard skin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we will get on to hard skin later, but now it's time to move on to our topic of the week. Our topic of the week was, since Valentine's Day was uh, days ago, it was, our topic of the week was, what was your favorite romance in comics and why? As usual, in no particular order, Jamie has the top three comments. All right, guys. At, obviously, there are no in particular order, but the first one we have is CJ Harrison with Tim Drake and Stephanie, which was probably for those of you who do know right before his change over to becoming bisexual um the next one we have is blake harrod who said midnighter and apollo uh how ellis wrote them in the authority was incredibly touching and then lastly we have kevin berkeley colossus and kitty pride although they they'd done peter wrong So those are the three for this week's. Thank you guys as always for commenting and uh, throwing, you know, your name in that hat to be on the show. Yeah. Thank you guys. So I'll start us off. Um, yeah. I, I like those. It's interesting. I'll look into some of those, but obviously like Colossus and Kitty pride, the next fan, I know a lot about them. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's nice to see that. And then like the others, I want to look into seeing more, learning more about their romance. But for me, my favorite romance is the love triangle between Wolverine, Jean ah. Grey, <laughs> and Cyclops. These, <laughs> these, these, these love triangles got stop, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite romance that goes on because you know you see 
Cyclops collapsing Jean Grey, they're this nice couple. They've known each other since the X-Men first began. You know, they have little nicknames. Cyclops would call her Red. She would call Cyclops Slim. Obviously, they were married. Spoiler warning for the wedding of Cyclops and Jean Grey. They get married. And then what? they have Wolverine. Yeah, they, they do. There you go. <laughs> Peter and Wolverine. Kitty Pride didn't. <laughs> we have Wolverine who, you know, he comes along. We know we, know, we love him. He's, he's rough. He's tough. He's not a goody two-shoes like he's Cyclops He's changed his costume so many times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some pretty cool ones, too. But, you know, like Jean Grey and Wolverine, there is an attraction between the two, even though they seem like opposites. They still, there is still love. She loves Cyclops in his way, but she still loves Wolverine. And Wolverine, although he's been quite a sleaze himself and he's got about, you know, many uh, bastard children out there, <laughs> he does love Jean Grey. I, and... So subtle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can I say? Just stating the facts. Yeah, you you pretty much are. <laughs> but hey, like I said, I, I love the guy. He's got his goods and his bads. But Jean Grey loves him more than I do, in a very different way than I do. But are you sure at this way, point? Are you one of the bastards? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I may be uh, a bit troubled, but not that. But Wolverine, one case that really makes me love their the romance is that. In Fatal Attractions, Wolverine, there's a, a comic where he's about to die. He's about, he sees the light. And Professor Xavier even says, like, do you know what that light is too? And Wolverine has a tear down his eye. And he says, yeah, I, I know. But it's like he knows he's accepting that he's going to die. And Wolverine's okay with it. But once he, like Jean Grey screams out for help. And that pulls Wolverine alive. He's, that's when he says, I need to live because he wants to save the love of his life. He can't leave this world knowing that she's in danger. And like I said, it's like, the uh, love triangle I, I grew up with that I still love seeing. I don't like the the new thing that where it's they're all working together and there's one room here, one room there. <laughs> Make it so that Wolverine and Cyclops don't like each other. You they have both a door want they, being, they, they both want it all for themselves. No sharing. All for themselves. <laughs> okay. All I gotta so, say Sonny, that's my is favorite. you are my favorite Jon Snow. And that is it. But I do know things. <laughs> you know I nothing, drink. So I know more than nothing. I know well, more than nothing. We don't know. Do you know? So <laughs> I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it. Oh. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. My favorite romance in comics uh, is going to have to be Spider-Man and the Black Cat. Uh, as as much as Peter loved Gwen Stacy, and as much as he loves Mary Jane, uh, there's that. Uh, attraction between him and felicia hardy that uh neither of those two can provide for peter peter knows it's wrong and he knows it's something he shouldn't and won't do uh but uh it's uh, with felicia it's it's fun to play around and get up to that line but not cross it and it's like a meatloaf song (laughs) but it's 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 nice to see the flirtation it's it's nice to see the awkwardness on peter's uh end and it's just nice to see them too when they do work together they work together really well uh but when they're at odds against each other they are also at odds against each other very well and it makes for awesome storytelling nice good pick awesome mine is nightwing and babs Barbara Gordon. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of different um, women in Dick Grayson's life, but the one that they always come back to is Barbara. Even in the new series with Tom Taylor right now, 
that's kind of the main focus on who he's kind of seeing. Um, so it's, it's always great to see them, you know, together. They always make a great story. There's always good chemistry between them, no matter who the writer is. And maybe some people don't like the writer and think it's a bad arc with them included in it. It's always good somehow. So to me, it's always going to be Nightwing and Babs and Bad Girl. So. Right now. It's all good picks. I like what the guys yeah. picks. Yeah. So that was our topic of the week. It was what was your favorite romance in comics and why? And then we'll have uh, another one out in a few days. We'll discuss it after the show and probably pick out another topic of the week very soon. Yes. And now we move on to the review of All right, guys, you guys have a great rest of the episode. <laughs> I'm gonna get out of here. All right, now Jim, I know you really wanted to take this. Sonny, one, take it. Go ahead. Go, 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 go ahead. Tim, do um, you want to do the credits first? You always like to do that, and I'm not yeah. That. Yeah, absolutely. So XO and Sam correctly. I will. I okay. will. I got you. We talked about this pre-sunny even. <laughs> yes, we did. We argued about this for like yeah, 15 and, minutes before and, Sunny got on. <laughs> so, uh, Exo Manowar number one, Valiant Comics. The writers are Jim Shooter and Steve Englehart. You will recognize that name from last week's review of the Avengers Defenders War. Uh, layouts go to Barry Windsor Smith and actual artwork Inks go to Bob Layton with John Holdridge. Colors go to Jorge Gonzalez. And letters go to Jade. So, Sonny, go ahead and take it away with the review. Okay, starts with the review for Exo Man of War. So we start off with this naked man. His name is Arik, and he's being chased by these big bugs, all right? And in the beginning of the story, I admit, I was kind of a little thrown off. Like, okay, it's got a naked guy running. He's narrating the story. It kind of seems like he's like Tarzan almost. But these big bugs, random bugs chasing him. And then this he finds his suit. The suit makes helps him get away. He escapes these vicious bugs and makes his way to Earth. There he stays with, uh, I believe, I don't know if they said actually if it was Mexico. I think it was but- Venezuela. But it was Venezuela, okay. Yeah, you know, or some, Peru, one of the two. Because there was some Spanish speaking, and yeah. I'm still learning Spanish, so I was able to translate actually some of the parts. But... Yeah, I don't know Spanish, so I didn't like any of that up. <laughs> so some of it, basically, even to you can kind of just see what's going on. It wasn't like anything like was specifically said, like, oh, you missed out on this. But I believe the woman's name is Maria, but Arik refers to her as Mara, <laughs> M-apostrophe R-R-H-A. So and then they're speaking. He these people they're looking out for him, and then eventually uh, he sees these spaceships. These people coming for them, and they, that's when the story gets pretty violent. They murder many people, and he finds Mura's head, and he's oh they came for me, and they even see. Uh, so he has this ring that also goes with the suit. Finds that his suit's been taken, but he, he still has that ring that they need. They want that ring, and then so he even takes another darker turn when he's around. These, I'll say, ladies of the night speaking to them. One is speaking like Spanish. One, uh, I forgot what she was speaking. You would imagine, eh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love the way they do the, uh, uh, when they're trying to do like You want to come in party? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he turns the ladies down. I should mention that he is wearing clothes now. He's been wearing yes. clothes since he landed. And then he meets this very feminine man named Ken. And now, one part I love is because the man, uh, 
Exo Man of War, Arik, has a, a cut on him that the man can goes up to him and feels him. And he's like, this man touches me like he's a woman or something along those <laughs> lines. He feels like a woman. But Arik, but Ken actually becomes like a friend to Arik. Helps him out, lets him stay at his place. He even has him all come take a bath. And Arik does not really know what's going on. All these on. scents like, and oils, he must be a like, wizard. Yes, he believes this man is a wizard. And yes, he gives him, uh, I believe all that parts, that was funny. I liked it. Like I said, yeah, giving him soaps and things. He must be a wizard. But eventually, Ken kind of turns. We find that he was kind of setting up Arik to get captured. So they did, uh, forgetting their names. But I know Lydia was a bad lady. I forget mm. what company she worked. The funniest uh, part was Lydia was the only name I remembered. For, so thank you <laughs> for reminding that and Ken. Yeah, well, well, so Lydia and all these bad people, they are, they go after Arik, but before Arik can leave, <clears> he, I like when he gives Ken a hug and he's like, he suddenly narrates and he's like, he's one of those men who likes men, <laughs> but he still gives him a hug. And then Ken says, you know, I'm sorry, they're coming after you. And then there's a big shootout and it's not just these bad people there. Those big evil bugs are back and they're shooting and it gets violent, and we have a, a big battle, and might I say that Ken even gets his arm shot, and it gets bloody, it gets violent, and it's very entertaining, but I will end it there if you want to know more. Feel free to check out Exo Man of War, issue number one, yourself. All right, Sonny, what's your grade? Yes, now I'm get curious to the grade. about this. So, like I said, in the beginning, I was a little thrown off with just, like, the, the bugs, and always just a random story, just fighting bugs, and he's kind of like a Tarzan but then he came to Earth, and I really started to enjoy the story. With you know, he was he got close to that Murrah. He met Ken. I really that my, his relationship, his friendship with Ken was probably even I think the most entertaining part that I really liked. It gave me a lot of laughs, and then it made me see like, oh, you know, maybe he even like said the part when he's like, oh, he's a man who likes men. He's one of those men who likes men. But I'm bring like, him great reward. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, you know, maybe I could see it like going being a good friendship like it's something different especially for the time you didn't yeah. have many characters like Ken in there and then like the battle at the end I really liked it I was surprised by some of the violence in the story but it was a, it was a pleasant surprise <laughs> it can get very violent and it was entertaining and Tim I gotta say you got a, a new XO Man of War has a new fan in Sonny Kruger and I give it a 9.2 because I really hey. and I want to read more of Exo Man of War. <laughs> uh Sonny, you and I are gonna talk after the show is over and uh we'll talk yeah, all I about Exo Man of War. <laughs> I quit. Jamie, tell us why you want to see a series of Man of War and movies and merch and all that. Okay. Um <laughs> here we go. <laughs> sit back, relax, and let's do it. Um <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> yeah, because we need that after you gave me this horrendous. Oh book my theory. god! I, I we I've been waiting all episode for you to do this. Okay, so Sonny, I do agree with some of your aspects on there. I, I like the relationship between Arik and Ken because it just made me laugh and go, "Why is this even a plot point?" Um, but even from the beginning, I do like the fact sometimes when you just start right into something that you don't understand. But it shouldn't be the whole book. There, to me, it was an issue of the, the first off, Arik's never drawn the same. If you look through the whole book, he never looks the exact same as the last panel. 
that bothered me from the very start. Um, like I said, with everything that happened, so the beginning where he's fighting, and then he gets a suit, and then everything's a hard skin or a light skin or soft skin. I need soft a hard skin. skin. I need a hard skin right now. <laughs> First off, no, you don't. <laughs> that would be the weirdest hard skin. <laughs> um, Wait, what do you say about him and Ken? I, I said that that hard skin's for him and Ken. Oh my um, god, he has a soft skin. The rest of the uh, comic, but no, he does he, have a woman's touch he, though. He did he, say that. Yes, he he's wearing a ring like he's uh, a a lantern for some reason because it talks to him and lets him know where to go and basically is a GPS for him. Um, he can't speak but you can read his thoughts which doesn't sit well with me if a character can't speak out to the other character for dialogue why would we be receptive to him Burr. yes why would we be receptive to burr means well this guy's really feminine and i think he's a <laughs> wizard no he said burr i'm sorry um Aside from most of that, like there is no real, there's nothing that grabbed me. I and I read this issue probably three to four times. I got halfway through what I thought was halfway through, and I'm on like page three or four, and I'm like, why am I still reading this again? I couldn't find anything I really enjoyed about it. It it, it was probably the first time I ever stopped and went, okay, I'm gonna put this back down. Like wow, um, I did see some good in it. I think that there was some structure near the end when he actually found his suit um, to carry on to why he's using this and what could be next potentially. Um, I don't understand why the one erected alien thing was saying that he didn't or she didn't suck his juice. Um, So now she's dead. So that kind of bothered me a little bit because we go from hard skin to sucking juices. I got, <laughs> I got questions. Um, and I'm saying that you can look in the book. It says it. So yes, it, 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 the whole book from beginning to end, just, I was not impressed throughout the whole thing. I, so Damn if you guys to cry, man, He's bringing me to tears. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm normally the guy, like if you guys watch a pre-show, I read literally six issues today. I, yeah. I'm at right now. I'm averaging four issues a day. I don't stop reading. It doesn't matter how bad it gets, but this is the first time I want to actually put a book down. I do read a lot of older uh, uh, issues. Sunny gives us stuff from 73 and Very I'm true. reading it, you know, so nineties doesn't bother me, but that didn't feel like nineties art to me. And it didn't feel like a nineties story. It felt like someone just went, well, we tried. And then it just became something because they add, maybe they added more context to it. Maybe there is more, uh, more of a foundation to it. But this first issue, if I was to recommend it to somebody, I would tell them not to even use it as toilet paper. Um, what were you saying about that? If so, if you were to call somebody Man of War or refer to them as, oh, I think yeah. the pre-show you said it. What did you say? If I say I like somebody as much as I do Exo Man of War number one, uh, they don't even deserve to be around. Yes, that, that's what I said during <laughs> the pre-show, I believe. Um, so. <laughs> Writing, I give it a solid five because of the fact that it. That's it was, fair, though. That's fair. It, it wasn't. How can I put it? It wasn't. It, it had structure near the end. It had none at the beginning. Mm. And I can't stand that you have a character that can't speak out loud, but you can read his thoughts. 
That bothers me. If they did something where it's like, okay, the ring determined what he was saying. Understandable, but there's no context behind that to understand why we could understand them, but the other characters can't. It's like a Deadpool thing. Like when he's breaking the fourth wall, that's what it felt like the entire time without any knowledge of breaking uh, the fourth wall. Look who's talking. Yes. Yeah, good, great. can't talk. Yes. Yeah, it's the voice. Uh, But that's the same thing. Like, that's why you, I can't connect with it. At least with like, you're saying like, look who's talking. You kind of know, okay, mm-hmm. it's the baby. But we don't know what language she's trying to even potentially talk. They call him, uh, what is it? Primitive, isn't it? Throughout the whole book. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, Like I said, at the end, there was some structure. But as for the art, when I saw Barry Windsor Smith's name on this, I almost lost it because I thought it was the art. But then come to find out, it was just layouts. Um. And whoever was doing the coloring, obviously they did a little bit different each panel because nothing looked the same to me. Every time you saw Arik, he looked a little bit different each time. Where at least like if you look at a certain comics, character consistency kind of stays the same. I feel like his features kind of changed as I was reading it. And that's what bothered me more than anything, especially if you take it from the very beginning where he's having that battle. And then you get to the point even where the girls of the night were talking to him. He looks different. Was that was even before he shaved his beard off too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just him being the same person, but in different panels, looking different, does not feel right to me. Maybe um, falling to earth, like the wind, just like push his face his up, bone structure. And then when yeah. he shaved, his bone structure changed again. So what's your overall then? So five for writing, four for the art. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it a four point five. 4.5 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. New lows all around this episode. Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> like, and, and like I said, it's not, like I said, it could be sunny. You gave it what? 9.2. 9.2. 9.2. That's all our opinions. Dude, that's awesome because of the fact that you might've saw something like we could talk after the episode, but you might've saw something that you really enjoyed. Hey, look at it from my perspective. This is why I thought yeah. it. And I, my, my, my perspective could change reading it. I don't know. I probably not, but at this rate, you know, if I had a chance to check out issue two, I'd give it at least two more issues. If I was going to say, if anyone asked me, hey, Jamie, you know, what do you think of Exo Man of War? Try four issues. I wouldn't recommend it. But if you try four issues and you like it, go on. If you Fair didn't enough. like the first issue and you didn't like the up to four, it's not your cup of tea. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so we're high Young Bloods is low. better. <laughs> okay, so so let me go ahead and even this you? out a little bit. So so uh, Jamie, go into some of your criticisms about the book, colors mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, that was a big problem with Valiant back in the day. Their colors were just not near as good as what this looks like right here. And this is even one uh, page from the issue itself. But uh, I, I think this is after remastered. Uh, yes. coloring yeah exactly the cut co- the the coloring was a big issue with valiant titles back in the day and the reason why it felt like an older story uh printed in the modern days because they had uh uh artists that were further along in their careers mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> excuse me toward the end of their careers and things like that and you had writers that uh, were older writers and things like that and they still were kind of stuck in a in a format from from before uh so so that's why it has that kind of feel to it but with how i feel about this book 
I enjoyed the book when it came out. I, I loved it. This was uh, a popular title for myself and some of my friends. Not everybody liked it. Uh, and when the book starts, you're kind of thrown in the middle. And I get that how that can be confusing. That was confusing for me too. reading it. I again. think that was probably one of the better instances mm-hmm. because I do like that where you don't know what's going on yeah. and you have to progressively find out, but we never really progressively found out. Exactly. And I agree with you on that, but, but to kind of turn that around a little bit, this is how it felt to me uh, as I read the story. Uh, it was right. like reading the same story from two different perspectives and i thought that was extremely creative because as the story is going on we're seeing the story unfold in front of us in real time as far as panel by panel goes uh Arik is telling the story from his perspective which is why we only get his thought boxes and things like that so how he processes it and how he sees it but then you have what's taking place around him and in front of him and we get to experience that the actual story that's going on so we get Arik's interpretation of what's happening at the same time that the main story itself is progressing I thought that was immensely creative and I wonder who came up with that Jim Shooter or Steve Englehart uh, and, and whoever didn't want to shake their hand because I, I haven't read a book like that in a while. And even though I read this back in, in the nineties, when it came out, I had the five issue trade that Valiant put out and I just read it again today. Uh, it, it still blows me away reading it like that. And, and that's an aspect that I thoroughly enjoy. So the writing gets a seven out of 10 for me. And and the only reason it stays at a seven is because of the confusing aspect as far as like how it progresses uh, and things like that. And and like you said, Jamie, a lot of questions are not answered at all within the 31 pages that you read. And that's a little bit uh, disheartening to me because I want to know at least some of what's going on. And, And we didn't get barely any of that maybe maybe like a a smidgen a little bit so the writing gets a seven out of ten now the artwork the artwork gets a 7.5 out of 10 uh even though barry windsor smith did the layouts uh jamie we even talked about this you can see a lot of that influence in the artwork that was done and that was done by bob layton and john holdridge uh so you can see a lot of that in there uh and and even when we were discussing sunny before you came on i i we were having this conversation. I was like, that's Barry Windsor Smith work. And you're like, no, it's not. I was like, dude, look here. And you can see in these parts and you can see aspects of uh, Windsor Smith's work and come to find out, like you said, he just did the layout. So he storyboarded the issue, which is still cool, but yeah. uh, it's, it's not as cool as having Barry Windsor Smith do all of it because his work is iconic it's epic it's amazing uh so but but even with that with the combination of uh bws and bob layton and john holdridge doing all of the combined stuff the layouts uh pencils inks and col- and all of that stuff uh the artwork it's a 7.5 out of 10 for me so overall the book gets a 7.25 out of 10 so i'm kind of right in the middle there yeah yeah right in the middle yeah so we take you up yeah in the middle tim i thought you liked this book that's why he (laughs) recommended see seven sevens aren't bad to me sevens are really solid six fours aren't that bad solid (laughs) well fours are on the downward spiral so (laughs) that's just under five (laughs) that's very true but one thing in there that uh, i i had to screenshot it to make sure to bring up on the show 
when he met uh, Ken, he said he is very bird-like, like a wizard. Maybe <laughs> yep. he is the one I've been seeking. Yeah. Bird. Yeah, that's very interesting. So, so there you go. Sonny, you give it a solid 9.2. Jamie gives it a 4.5 and I give it a 7.25. Now I think it has to be said that that is one of the coolest things about us reviewing books. And like you said, Jamie, each of us have our own opinions about what we find and what we like in the books. And we don't have to like everything. That's Mm -hmm. the good thing about comic books. We, we don't have to like it. And this gives us the platform to sit down and talk about and tell why. Right. And like I said, it, 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 if I read, you know, if I get to issue two and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to sit down and try to read issue two after this and kind of progress yeah. with the story. Who knows? I might love it and come back and reevaluate issue one because issue one was the staple point of what happens throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. You know, I don't know because I didn't <laughs> read point. it, you know, but we're just judging it off this first issue. And this first issue was not a ballpark home run. Right. Now, if it was on my pools, I'd continue it because I'm, like we said <laughs> earlier, I don't take things off my pools once I start them. Yeah. But Right now, I think just, this would have tested that though. No, I, I <laughs> no have, you don't think so. I, I have yet to pull anything off my, my okay. list. So, I, nice. once I started, I don't finish, I finish it out. Okay, I kind of made it like a habit so that way it's like you're not a quitter, you started it, you're gonna finish it. <laughs> you know, I, I need to have that have that mentality. Right, but there we go. Our review for XO Man of War number one is in the books now, Jamie. What is your next pick for us to read and review? So it's originally three issues, but I'm throwing an extra issue in at the beginning. So you guys kind of get a feel for the three issues that you're going to read. Boys, I'm giving you the three jokers. But before reading the three jokers, I had to look it up real fast. That's why if you guys noticed, I was kind of looking down while Tim was giving his review because I was trying to remember the exact issue number. Um, You want to read Justice League issue number 42, which is the first time the three jokers are mentioned. Okay. And it, it, to me, it is going to be one of those ones where I think we're going to have the same thing that we had this episode on that three jokers yeah this joker doesn't compare to man of of war (laughs) yeah no if if sunny gives it okay put this way if sunny gives it anything lower than an eight i'll be surprised Uh, okay sunny so you need to do a 7.9 just on general principles (laughs) (laughs) 7.999 yeah repeating tim will tim will be like it's a 6.25 for me and i'll be like it's a i'm gonna give it a 2.0 and i'll tell you why because this reminds me of Young Bloods, and I hate Rob Life. <laughs> oh no! Okay. Oh my God. Well, looking forward to it. Yeah, that should be a good one. The three Jokers. Mm-hmm. We need to have it one next week or the week after. Yeah, whatever we'll you guys it. get to it, let me know. I've read it. Um, I'm gonna tell you one reason I picked that is because there's something that happens with Red Hood in it that will mm. blow your minds. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Well. With it, I think we can call it an episode unless there's anything else you guys want to settle. Oh, no, I think we horrible. said it all in, in, in the review. Oh, you did. I didn't. It's oh. it. Don't read this book. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, you're a Ken and you have a hard skin. Oh, my skin. God. Oh, my God. Where I'm not a Ken. Soft I'm a wizard. I'm a, I'm a real wizard, Harry. Oh, oh. <laughs> I may be cat-like, but I guess some may even call me a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> all these soaps and scents. Take us out of here. <laughs> yeah, away but, from well, Man of War. All right, uh, but well, for all you people who are most likely, unlike Ark, you're probably wearing clothes and not armor, and you can probably or naked. speak. Yeah. 
and I don't think you'll be fighting bugs, but stay safe out there. And uh, look forward to seeing you all at another episode of the Codex Podcast. All right, guys. And as always, be kind to one another. Be safe out there, like Sonny said. And make sure you guys comment, like as much as you can these videos, so that way it helps with the algorithm. Uh, comment, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell, which should be on the screen right in the middle somewhere. Um, so you don't miss any more content that we're putting out. Because if you guys listen to us during our works, you guys know there's going to be a lot more. So as always, guys, see you in the next one. Hey, and don't forget, guys, we are the Codex Station now, and you can find us on all social media platforms and anywhere podcasts are broadcast. All you have to do is type in the Codex Station, and there we are. That includes Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, right here on Twitch, over there on YouTube, uh, Spotify, iTunes, the list goes on. Once again, this is the Codex Station. We are here on the Codex Podcast. Down below is the host himself, Sonny Kruger. Over here on this side is the wonderful Jamie. And right here, it's me, Tim. We will see you guys next time.